Welcome to Life-Giving Water Messages, where I expound upon the Word of God and, through the internet, deliver it to you. My name is Rev. Todd Laddick, and I'm bringing to you Part 3 of a four-part series entitled Reset, with uh, today's message specifically entitled Reset Values, based off of Galatians chapter 5, verse 24, and, uh, through chapter 6, verse 10. So let us dive into the Word today. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens and, in this way, obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. Pay attention, pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done, and you won't need to compare, any, uh, compare yourself to anyone else, for we are each responsible for our own conduct. Those who are taught the word of God should provide for their teachers, sharing all good things with them. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't, uh, if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. Amen. Let's start by, let me start by asking you this question. What does it mean to live by God's spirit and not our own? To live according to God's values and not those of the world? What does it mean to live by God's own spirit, by God's spirit and not our own? To live according to God's values and not those of the world. I'm sure most, if not all, of you have heard of the Disney film Mulan. Uh, it's about a young teen uh, named Mulan, Hua Mulan, Hua being her, her surname, her family name, and Mulan being her personal name, Hua Mulan who was of age to be married. <clears throat> in fact, it was her duty to be married, which would bring honor to her family. Sadly, marriage was not to be. As the Huns were about to raid China and the emperor drafted all adult men into the military. Even more tragic, Mulan's father only had her, Mulan, and no adult men. He may have had some other daughters, but he, he didn't have any adult men. He was the only man in the family, and so he had to be the one to go to war, which would surely kill him as he was old and weak. Of course, 
Mulan knew this, and knowing her father's past career in the military, she knew he would choose honor. He would choose to go and bring honor to the Hua family. But he would also never return home again. At least not alive. So, instead, Mulan chose to do something actually rather deceptive with the intention of protecting her father. She went in his place. She cut her hair, girdled her chest to flatten it, and dressed as a man. That night, she stole off into the night with her father's sword, horse, and supplies. The sword of her father had these words etched into it. Courageous, honest, true. Words that would haunt her because of her deception but also words she would live by despite her deception. I remember one scene in the live-action version of the story, which is the most recent, uh, where Mulan uh, and the soldiers are undergoing training. The exercise I'm recalling was where they had to carry a bar with two buckets filled with water hanging on each end. They had to shoulder that weight and carry the buckets up to the top of this huge mountain. Now they tried this for days, none being able to get up to the top. Mulan, and and what's important to note here is this was more than just a test of their strength or their ability to endure. Chances are most of them were not going to make it to the top. That wasn't the entire point. Mulan kept trying. Mulan kept trying, never considering cutting corners or giving up because she lived by those words, courageous, honest, true. Another soldier, on the other hand, he lost focus of his military values, the same values on Mulan's sword, again, courageous, honest, true. This soldier, when he thought no one was looking, he dumped some water out of his bucket to lighten the load. He wanted to be seen by everyone as strong. He wanted to pass the test so bad that he cheated when he thought nobody was looking. As such, this soldier was being dishonest and not living up to the values of his fellow soldiers. This sadly cost him expulsion from the military, and he dishonored his entire family. Now, over time, Mulan had to face her own deception. And and keeping her values in focus had to choose to be courageous, honest, and true when it came time to reveal her true identity and gender. We may aspire to live by good values but they're not always the values of the Holy Spirit. For example, we may care more about scoring points against someone than maintaining a relationship with them, or we may do good for recognition rather than from love or desire to help. Sometimes we can justify our actions, but we were not following godly values and doing them. So I want to give you a little background here. 
Okay. The churches in Galatia, the churches in Galatia struggled with whether or not Gentile Christians were required to get circumcised to be part of the family of faith. Paul emphasizes that everyone is brought to faith through Jesus Christ, and to force circumcision on Gentile Christians, or for them to seek it, is to try to justify themselves under the law, rather than relying on Jesus' grace through faith. They're trying to do something to earn God's favor, and you can't earn God's favor. Galatians chapter 5, verses 24 through 25 underpins the rest of this passage. In coming to faith, we die to ourselves, our own values, ways, desires, justification, just as Jesus died for us. And just as Jesus was raised for us, when we come to faith, we come alive in a new way by the Holy Spirit. We are no longer guided by our own values or ways, but by those of the Holy Spirit. So what does it mean to be guided by the Spirit? It's one thing to recognize that we only live by the grace of the Holy Spirit. It's another to allow the Spirit to guide and to shape our lives. Let me ask you this question. How, how do we see put Jesus, how do we see Jesus putting this into practice? How do we see Jesus putting this into practice? I'll give you a, a moment or two to think about that. How do we see Jesus putting this into practice? Perhaps the way he constantly sought time away to pray, the way he put others over himself, the way he chose God's will over his own in the garden. Now, in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, we have the fruits of the Spirit listed, but this list of values can seem you know, abstract on its own. So in Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 through 10, Paul offers a description of what living with the fruits of the Spirit look like, or living guided by the Spirit, what that looks like. He, gave, he gives practical applications. For example, gentleness is not just a character trait of the Christian. It is how a person living by the Spirit confronts and restores an offender, as we see in verse 1 of chapter 6. Verse 8 contrasts living according to your own flesh and, and according to the Spirit. Are there times when, like the Gentile Christians of Galatia wanting to be circumcised, we think we are sowing the Spirit, or sowing to the Spirit, but really we are sowing to the flesh? I'll ask that again. Are there times when, like Gentile Christians of Galatia, wanting to be circumcised, we think we are sowing to the Spirit, but we really are sowing to the flesh? And Paul preaches against the division caused by this debate and paints a picture of unity and serving one another in the family of faith. In terms of your own life, what this means, what does this mean for us? Where in your life do you see yourself here? 
What are some of your values that may not necessarily be God's values? All of us need to have our values reset from time to time. All of us need to. I want you to think of some ways that people in your congregation might assess. Uh, I want you to I want you to think of some ways that you might assess your values and how your values are aligned with God and how they might get back in touch with the Holy Spirit. How might how you might get back in touch with the Holy Spirit to lead spirit led lives? I want you to think about that. I mean, we've already discussed some of those right ways, right? In this reset. Uh, series we've discussed spending time alone listening to God as well as speaking we've discussed reading scripture we've discussed um, serving others because Christ calls us to these are all disciplines that will help us assess our values and make sure that they're aligned with God's if we read scripture in particular how can we how can we overlook what God's values are in Scripture? Let's look at one of the values in our passage, okay? Perseverance, found in verse 9. How have we as a congregation struggled with that particular fruit of the Spirit? Or, in, if you're not a part of our congregation, in your own congregation, how have you struggled with that particular fruit of the Spirit? In terms of our congregation, sure, we've endured through a pandemic as all have but how did we struggle with perseverance prior to the pandemic how do we continue to struggle with that value on this end of it all if we were to all live guided by the spirit how would our relationship with one another and the world change if we did a reset of our values we might wake up one day to see that no one holds status inside or outside of the church. Wouldn't that be amazing? If the church wasn't a place of status where the better dressed we were and the better, the better we look and the, the better we sing and the better we, we uh, the longer we've been members for. Can you imagine if that didn't exist in the church? That all are seen as equal and equity is given to those who need it to bring them up to equality. We might see past our own partisan political worldviews and treat people as beloved citizens of heaven. We might see a community where hatred, homelessness, and hunger cease to exist because political and personal priorities changed. Is this a future you believe in? Is this a future you can persevere toward and if so amen let us begin to work together let us begin that work together amen amen let us pray gracious and loving god we're just so thankful for uh being able to be here and to uh to be inspired and challenged by this message that lord sometimes our values though we think they're good and we can justify them they they don't live up to your values, and sometimes we prioritize things that are just not your priorities. And so, Lord, help us make your priorities our priorities. Help us reset our values so that that when we do a full soul reset, we are really, really coming back to our faith 
in you and those values that we have gotten from you. Let those values become our, our, our own. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Friends, this is a, a great time to just thank you for tuning in. I always enjoy uh, bringing messages every week. Um, and I, I just want to, you know, again, thank you. It's been it's been a blessing to be um, to be uh, delivering these messages. Uh, as always, I want to invite you to look at the episode notes. If, if this is your main spiritual nourishment, uh, would love for you to um, to be able to uh, uh, to contribute to First United Methodist Church of Newton. As always, this uh, this series, this uh, uh, podcast is free. Uh, it, it's my ministry uh, to to give out to all people, whether they have money or not. But if this is your main spiritual nourishment and you uh, feel like you're getting stuff out of this, I would love for you to support our church and the ministries that we do. We do great ministries. Um, if this is supplemental and you have a church family, then by all means serve them as they need your help as well. But in all things, and, and if by the meat, all, all things aside, if you want to support both of us, that would be great as well. But in all things, remember, you are richly blessed so that you may be a blessing to others. Go in peace.